Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. The podcast that just keeps you up to date with the Word of God and other issues as they arise. Please visit the bishop's website at robertgrudolph.org. That's robertgrudolph.org. There you can listen to previous episodes of the podcast and stay informed of what the bishop has going on regarding events and services. The podcast is also available on the Apple platform, and I'm blessed to be your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. And today we are going to hear from the bishop as he teaches us today, how should we serve? Bishop Rudolph, Welcome to the studio. I'm doing fine. How are you doing today? Pastor Edwards, if I was doing any better this morning, I would think that God was really up to something. So <laughs> I am I am doing wonderfully fine this morning. Everything is well, and you seem to be chipper and excited about what's going to happen this morning. So I'm looking forward to this podcast with you. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Uh, the weather's cooling off a little bit here in uh, Tallahassee. Got a big game going on this weekend at the highest of seven hills. It's homecoming this weekend for, for families. So uh, a little, well, little, little bit of activities be going on here in the, in the capital of the state of Florida. Well, I'm going to be out of town, but I'm going to wear my FAMU hoodie on this weekend. I just want to let you know. All right. I'm sure the Rattlers will love that. Love that. As they say here in Tallahassee, they're going to strike, strike, and strike again. Uh, with that being said, Bishop, I would like for you to go ahead and open up with a prayer and begin this, today's lesson from the book of Matthew, chapter 20 and 28, um, on how should we serve. Father, we thank you right now for your blessings and for how good you've been to all of us in spite all of the mistakes and mishaps that we've made in our lives. You've been there for us. Now, God, I thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to your people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 <clears throat> well, Mr. Speaker, I am going to talk today on the subject of how should we serve? That's my topic for this podcast, how should we serve? And this is a question that I think everybody needs to answer at one point in time in their life. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to serve and set an example for us as his followers. If you notice in Matthew 20 and 28, you'll find these words recorded even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So we have got to find ways of how we can serve God and how we can serve like God did or like Jesus did while he was here on earth. And I want to share with you just a few ways. <clears throat> Excuse me a few ways of doing that on this morning. Again, Matthew 20 and 28 says, even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. 
One of the first things I want to share with you is from Matthew 20, verses 26, 27, and 28. And I just read 28, but I'd like to read it again because it gives you a general context of what we're talking about on today. Matthew 20, verses 26 to 28. But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. One of the first ways that we can serve like Jesus because that's the ultimate goal. We want to be like Jesus. We want to act like him, walk like him, move like him, serve like him. One of the first ways that we can do that is we must serve intentionally, serve intentionally. In other words, we have got to intentionally have the mindset that we are going to serve. If you notice in Matthew 20, 26, it says, it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. That word minister simply means an aid or an assistant. That's all it means. So when we serve intentionally, Mr. Speaker, we need to serve with the intention of aiding someone. Not that we're out front, not that we're so good and that we're so wonderful that people will lift us up because that's not the purpose of serving. It's not to be seen. We serve in the background and we do what we're supposed to do in the background, but serve, be an aid to someone and whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. That's uh, the key thing. So Mr. Speaker, first of all, we've got to serve intentionally. You have to go with the mindset that I'm here to serve. I'm not here to be seen. I'm not here so that people can praise me, but I am serving God and I'm serving the way God wants me to serve. So we've got to do it intentionally. The second point I like to make is we need to serve continually. Let's look at John 13 verses 12 through 17. John 13 verses 12 through 17, you'll find these words recorded. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was sit down again, he said unto them, know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I give, I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Serve continually. All right, let's look at this pattern that Jesus gave. Jesus <clears throat> was about to do what he came to do here on this earth, and that was to die for the sins of the world. But before he gave his life, the last things, according to the scripture that he did, was he served his disciples by washing their feet. 
And he told them, if I, being your master, can wash your feet, then what I need to see you do is wash others' feet. In other words, you have to serve not only now. I'm serving you now, but I'm being an example so that in the future you will continue. Notice that word, serving not only intentionally, but serving continually, that you will continue to serve other people because I've done it unto you. So I need you to pass it on to somebody else. The servant is not greater than his Lord. Uh, So it's important for us to be happy while we're in the continuance of serving the Lord. I think that's powerful, Mr. Speaker. What what do you think about that serving intentionally and serving continually? Well, I think it is extremely powerful because it puts the initiative on the individual stating that, okay, I have to have this mindset in me because we always say, I, I want to conform to the image of Christ or let that mind that was in Christ be in me. And that's, he had a purpose and it was intentional. I came to do this and then continually is not for the short term. It's not just hit. And, you know, for one month, two months, three months, it's continuous service. And that is the issue. So that that's people have to have that mindset and say, this is what I've been called to do for me to be like Jesus. I got to do some. And I'm just going I'm just going to go. I got to do some dirty work sometimes. I got to do the dirty work. Right. Right. There are sometimes some things that you're going to have to do that other people don't want to do. Again, there are people who hold on to the title but they don't want the job of being a servant. They will all day adhere to their title, but they don't want to do what it means to be a servant. And so Jesus got down on his knees. He washed their feet and he served intentionally, but he also served continually because he wanted them to understand you're an example and you need to take this example and continue to serve. You're nobody. You're not just special because you spent time with me. But you are special because you are a servant and you need to serve continuously. <clears throat> now, let's look at the book of Colossians, the third chapter, Colossians, the third chapter. And uh, there's another way that we can serve. Uh, yes, we serve intentionally. Yes, uh, we serve continually. But we need to be thankful in our service. In other words, we need to serve thankfully. Let's look at verse uh, Colossians three, verse 17. It says this. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Wow. Verse 23 tells us in the same chapter, Colossians 3, verse 23, look at what it says here. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, as to the Lord and not unto men. I'm not serving other people just to be seen, just to receive praise, just to receive accolades, just to get a pat on the back. But I'm serving with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my spirit, because I'm doing it as unto God. If you do it as unto God, you can serve thankfully. Because God is, you're being thankful to God for what he's already done to you. I owe God. That's why I serve him thankfully. That's why I'm thankful for what he's done for me. Because I owe God. So I'm going to serve, but I'm going to be thankful in my service. Not because of what I can receive later on, 
but because I'm doing it, because I'm doing it as unto the Lord. Serve thankfully. Then let's look at this last thing, Galatians 5 and 13, as well as Galatians 6 and 2. This is what it says. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Galatians 6 and 2, bear ye one another's burdens, <clears throat> and so fulfill the law of Christ. Serve intentionally, serve continually, serve thankfully, but serve compassionately. There has to be some type of compassion in your service. When you do things because you're forced to do them, there's no compassion. Uh, there is no passion or compassion. There's no excitement about your service. But whenever you do it as of love to one another, as of love to Christ, then you become compassionate. Again, Galatians 6 and 2 says that we're to bear another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ says that we've got to bear each other's burdens. There are some things that you are dealing with that I can help you on these uh, particular issues. So I need to bear your burden and helps me to get devoted in a relationship with you. So that way I can know what you are feeling. I know your burden, I know your pain, I know your sorrow. So I'm going to bear your burden, but I'm going to do it in love. Serve compassionately. Again, serve intentionally, serve continually, serve thankfully, but most importantly, serve compassionately serve with compassion that brings up a question bishop and you know and you know it's football season going on and everything and we always hear the greatest of all times everybody wants to be great and here looking at the scripture it says if you want to be great you need to serve and so the, the question i have today is what keeps people from being um, from serving and always wanting to be served what keeps them from serving but then always have the attitude of, I want to be served. Mr. Speaker, I think that most people have a misconception of what it means to be great. We think that we become great when people cater to us. We think we become great when we have people to serve us. But the Bible plainly tells us that it's not the person who is great because they have served. A person is great because they have a willingness and an ability to serve. And I think once we change that misconception that we have, the same way it goes with people who say that they're born again. Many of us have a misconception of what it means to be born again. Some of us believe that we can ask God to forgive us one time. And regardless of what we do, we're already saved. We're already secure. But that's not how I live my life. I know from day to day, I have to go to God and say, Lord, please forgive me for I, I might have said something. I might have done something. I might have uh, said something that might have offended somebody. So my conception of being born again is that I go back to God asking him for forgiveness. And so there are some other people who have a conception that they have to be great by having people to adhere to them. And that's not the true measure of greatness. The true measure of greatness is service because everybody can serve. It was even Dr. King that said, you don't have to have 
a degree to serve. Your 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 subject and your verb don't have to agree uh, to serve. All you have to do is have a heart of love and a heart of gold so that you want to serve other individuals. That's what it means to be great. So to answer your question, Mr. Speaker, I just think that people have a misconception of what it means to be great. And once that misconception is changed and perception is changed, then you have a totally different mindset uh, at that time. It most definitely changing that viewpoint. Another question, Bishop. Okay, I, I, I want to do something. I, I want to serve God. I want to do something as unto the Lord continually and compassionately. How do I know where to serve? You know, how can I find out what it is that I'm good at? How do I know my area of service? Can you give us any insight on where the listener can go to find that out? Well, they need to go to God. Because God already knows what it is he wants you to do in the kingdom. And once you go to him and ask him in prayer, Lord, how do you want me to serve? I might want to do A, but you may want me to do B. So you need to hear back from God of what he wants us to do in order to serve. To me, that's that's all important. Speak to God and then you hear him. Uh, he, God doesn't come in the boisterous way. Many times God just comes in a still small voice and he just wants us to listen to what he has to say. So when we talk to him, when we speak to him, when we ask him and then he comes back and says, this is what I need you to do. This is the area that I need you uh, to prepare yourself in. And this is the area that I need you to serve my people. in." then you can do what it is that God wants you to do. So get an explanation from the master, have a talk. Uh, with Jesus and and just uh, be open with him and say, this is uh, it's my desire to serve, Lord. So you choose in what area that I need to serve, because I don't want to be somewhere and I don't want to do something that's not in the will of God. Excellent, Bishop. I, I'd like to ask this, this one final question with you being uh, so many different things. When you look at your life in your life of service, I mean, from the political arena to the church arena, what has been one of the greatest things that you have experienced by providing what we call in the in the in the world of um, in the career world, secular world, excellent customer service or excellent service? Well, I think uh, excellent service comes by just being in the will of God. Because there, I might want, I might have wanted to do something else. My goals, my dreams, and my ambitions did not include being a pastor. They did not include being a bishop of a jurisdiction and leading people, leading other pastors, leading other individuals. They did not include those types of things. Um, but I have always prayed this prayer Lord, if my desire is something that I should not have, if it's something I shouldn't have, no matter how bad I want it, God, I need you to shut that door and shut it so tight that politics can't open it up, that my winning personality can't open it up, by nobody speaking a word will open it up. I want it to be shut. I want it to be closed, period. Because that way I know that is God's will for my life. Don't go in that door. 
Now, if I choose to go into that door, then that's on me and I've messed up. But if God shuts the door, I know automatically, okay, God, thank you. But Lord, another part of my prayer is this, but Lord, if it's something that you want me to have, if it's something you want me to have, and God, I may not even want it at the time. It may not even be my desire at the time. But Lord, if it is something you want me to have, then God, I need you to open that door so wide that can't nobody shut it. And I know that when it's over and done with at that time, I know if it had not been for you, the door would not have been open. That's how I've always prayed. And so I have just always wanted to be in the will of God. To me, that's the best customer service that I can provide to the people that I serve. I'm being in his will. And by me being in his will, I can help you better. But if I'm not in his will, I can't help you. I, I cannot be a success in what I'm supposed to do for God. Truly, truly powerful there, Bishop. Being in the will of God to serve correctly, being in the will of God to serve effectively and efficiently. What a powerful teaching on today. What are your last words for the listening audience, Bishop? Well, I, I appreciate uh, everybody joining us on today. And uh, this question of service, how should we serve? Again, I've answered it. We should serve intentionally, continually, thankfully, and compassionately. But to me, the best way to serve people is not just to give them what they need physically, but to provide for them what they need spiritually. Uh, deeds and actions do indeed reflect the love of Christ, but you've got to be passionate in serving people. And uh, your life has been changed and touched by God, who's given you a hope and a joy for tomorrow. And Jesus uh, came. Uh, a God who came in flesh was Jesus, and he humbled himself as a servant. And we need to be able to humble ourselves and to be able to serve other people. And sometimes that's inconvenient. That's not the easiest way to serve people. Sometimes it's inconvenient, but you need to have a heart of service uh, that will help all kinds of people. So how should we serve? Uh, we need to be in God's will so that we can serve intentionally, so that we can serve uh, continually and thankfully, as well as compassionately. Thank you so very much, Bishop. Uh, powerful teaching, interesting lesson, very insightful. And I pray that the listening audience internalizes that and lets service become an integral part of their life. Please close us out in prayer and pray for us that we will find the area where we need to serve and where God wants us to serve and that he gives us a heart, a mind, and a desire to do that, Bishop. Lord, this is your servant coming again, just thanking you for the opportunity to minister to your people in this fashion. God, there are many people who are listening on today and they have, many of them may not have an idea of how you would want them to serve. But God, I ask that you would touch them in their prayer time with you. I ask that you would challenge them to serve you in ways that they may not have even thought of in this lifetime. Lord, I thank you for that because I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to make a change. I know you're going to make a difference. And I know you're going to help them to find 
what is needed in today's world in order to serve your people. God, give us the wisdom so that we can serve you in the ways, in your ways. Give us the wisdom so that we can ask you how it is that you want us to serve other people. And God, whenever you reveal yourself to us individually and collectively, whenever you reveal yourself to us, we ask that we would be willing to accept your will, not fight it, not be upset with it, not be mad with it, but to accept your will in the mighty matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you so very much, Bishop. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.